Hello, how the tech are you? This is our weekly tech show on Echoplex Media. We talk about science and tech news and whatever other kind of science and tech stuff we feel like talking about. I am historian Matt, and I talk about random tech stuff that I feel like talking about. I don't have a particular uh, topic usually, but today I'm talking about when bad tech companies go even better. I don't know. I meant to say good, but <laughs> totally screwed that up. Anyways, my two uh, two stories today are about big tech companies doing stupid stuff. So first one is Google can't fix Pixel watches. And the second one, longer title, but Unity changes to fee per install, killing many independent developer incomes. I want to talk more about what that is, what Unity is, and the Google Watch. So HK is out today, so... You and I think it's the tinfoil hat. Yep. Can't see it. Yep. So uh, my first story is, have you seen our $80 million aircraft? And the second story is, what if everyone on Twitter had a blue check? Take it away, Matt. All right. So first story, I want to hit this pretty quickly. Uh, there's not a whole lot to it, but uh, Google can't fix their Pixel watches. Uh, basically, the Pixel watch, Pixel watch users with crack screens and other like issues with their watch are pretty much out of luck for now. There are no replacement parts out there for pixel watches. And the issue is likely not going to be fixed anytime soon. Uh, and on top of that, like there's no parts being made, but also there's not really enough wa pixel watches out there for people to take parts from older or other watches that may have been broken for other reasons and moving them into the, you know, taking the parts and using them for still good watches and, combining them. So anyways, there's basically no way to fix pixel watches right now, even though the pixel watches have been out for 11 months and Google has like, um, I don't know, contracts with iFixit, I think, uh, for, to, you know, fix all their stuff, including what's supposed to be the pixel watches. But again, nobody can get, get a hold of parts. So they just cannot be fixed. So what does Google recommend you do if you're, pixel watch breaks well, of course just buy a new one what do you think dave i mean the new one does have parts to fix your old one but that's sort of defeats the point of fixing <laughs> that's just that's exactly. just adding <laughs> add, adding a step where you might actually break the thing too because if it's the first time you've ever taken it apart there's a you know high probability you might need extra replacement parts for the stuff you broke taking it apart yeah um apparently it's actually pretty easy to take apart the pixel watch they built it in such a way that it's actually repairable just they forgot to, you know, make the parts for it <laughs> to repair it. And it's like, it's has like small runs and stuff. So that's why you can't get other <laughs> possibly broken watches. And I, I'm guessing they all seem to break in a similar way. Uh, pretty much their screen. It's apparently, apparently fairly easy to break the screen, crack the screen. Well, and you know, if, even if the screen was, you know, just as easy to break as any other screen or, you know, less inclined to being yeah. broken. That's the only part of the thing that's really exposed when you're wearing it anyway. So yeah. even, even if the screen's made of good materials, it's still the most likely thing to break. Just like, yep. just like on a regular watch, if it was a, you know, you crack the plastic, well, the plastic ones, those little Casios are indestructible, but a nice watch <laughs> you were, you know, if people broke their watch, it was oftentimes the glass piece. Yep. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Do you know how much the watch is? Oh, I didn't catch it. I don't think it was in the article. I don't, I think it's a few hundred dollars, um, probably close to what the, you know, Apple's watch is. 
uh, it's basically the competing version because it's Google's. The Pixel is like Google's brand, right? It's their right. their hardware. So you have, I have the Pixel phone. Um, so it's it's that's Google's phone. Their answer to the iPhone, and the watch is supposed to be the the Pixel watch is supposed to be the answer to the they call it iWatch. I don't know if it's Apple Watch or iWatch. I like iWatch. Sure. <laughs> I don't wear watches anymore. <laughs> Even the smart one, smart watches. I, I think that like non smart watches are basically anachronisms. Now I don't think you should wear them. The smart watches. I'm still, I, I haven't been happy with. I have a, I have a nice watch. Yeah. But it was like given to me and it's like in a box. Oh, fair enough. And yeah, I don't wear it. I don't wear like a really nice watch with my like shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It looks, it looks, it, uh, you know, it looks, it looks kind of nice if I'm wearing like a, like a sport coat and a shirt and tie and stuff. Yeah. And people wear it as a like jewelry now, but yeah, I don't know. It just seems weird to me if it's not a, not a smart watch. And I don't know when I stopped, you know, wearing watches and just, uh, have my phone, you know, my, my wrists felt free, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to. Now that, you, now that you're again. just bumming it, you don't even really care what time it is most of the time anyway. <laughs> yeah, I will have my phone. So it has a big, big, uh, you know, watch time on the on the front screen of the phone. So I don't, I don't, I don't need was, a watch. It was like a couple of weeks ago. I had a laugh with this lady at the store because she was trying to pay with her watch. And she was like, like trying to turn her arm upside down to get the watch onto the payment thing. And she was yeah. like, screw it. She pulled out her phone and paid with her phone. I just looked at her and I was like, I saw that. She was like, <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to pretend you didn't. <laughs> so yeah, the, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the watches are cool gadgets, but like, I don't really like, is it in Google's interest to make the replacement parts? Um, uh, I mean, unless it can convince people to buy new ones instead of trying to repair it. But, that was supposed to be kind of the the thing behind the Pixel Watch, or one of you know the advantages of having the Pixel Watch, because the from what I can tell, the Apple's watches are are not fixable. Uh, so I also they, wonder they have to if somehow I also wonder if like if sort of like a like a laptop computer, like on the aftermarket, the valuable thing in an aftermarket laptop computer is the screen. So yeah. I wonder if like the screen. It, it would have been so expensive that it might've just not been worth it anyway. Maybe who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, that sucks. I, I kind of feel sorry for the people that bought the watch, but actually like you, I think smartwatches are, well, you didn't say it. I'll say it. I think smartwatches are dumb. <laughs> I think like, I don't think it does it. You know, I mean, if you're going to go running and it has like a LTE in it and like, like something bad happens, I guess it's nice to have it, but like if you're going the average person going running you're not you're not like running to try to win the New York marathon you can just bring your phone with you if you go for a yeah. jog i don't well, like oh, those, i would have got i would have got home a half a second earlier but i had my phone with me you know well most of those uh, watches connect to your phone anyways you have to have your phone to for it to be useful I think some, yeah, some of them have LTE, but yeah, I think the, the, the ones, most people buy the ones that pair to your phone, right? Cause it's yeah. more, more convenient, less expensive. And I bet the battery lasts a lot longer on the watch if it doesn't have LTE. Right. Yeah. So 
Well, that sucks. I I do like I do like people being able to repair their own items or take them to maybe to a local shop where somebody has you know the right tools to be able to repair it. Keep stuff up. Keep stuff out of the landfill, and keeps kind of and you know, keeps some kind of you know people who might be sort of handy with a screwdriver keeps them employed. So. And then, yeah. you know, you, you have your local computer tech repair guy. Maybe you, maybe you become, or gal, and maybe you become friends even, you know, <laughs> people have a hard time making friends. So <laughs> these are, these are all, these are all good things. I, they're probably, it said they're not going to fix it anytime soon. That probably just means they're not going to do anything about it. And they're going to release the next one and just tell you to buy the next one. Probably. And they're probably not going to make repair, uh, replacement parts for that either, because actually like making replacement parts for those, something like that, I bet they lose money on it in the end. Yeah, I mean, they probably have to sell, like, a huge amount. I don't know how much they're selling, but they probably have to sell a huge amount before it becomes worth it. Even even though they would lose money, it may be worth it for them to, to do it anyways, have placement parts for it just for good customer service. But, yeah, brand loyalty and stuff. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, if, I, think, if, I don't think they're selling that many. Wouldn't that be cool if on the next one they, they say, well, the last one, you know, we, we thought we did pretty good with the Gorilla Glass and whatever. But uh, you know, for an extra twenty-five bucks, we'll throw in uh, we'll throw in a replacement screen and all the uh, all the tools you'll need to replace <laughs> it on the off chance you, you bust your screen. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. For a while, um, I forget who it was. It was some wasn't one of the big brands, but for a while, one of the laptop uh, manufacturers was just sending the laptop with two power adapters. Oh yeah, that was a wow. cool. That was pretty yeah. cool. That was a pretty cool reason to buy it. So you'd think uh, maybe maybe sending it with some replacement parts wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, especially if the only thing anybody was breaking in the last one was the screen. If they learned that, that'd be great. Yeah. If you could just, when you buy it, be like, well, on the off chance, my screen goes, I can, um, you know, I'll have this one in the box. And then maybe if you go to resell or give the watch away, you know, then you go out as an extra screen too. So, but they're not going to do that. Yeah. And Apple would never do that. They'd be, that would imply that you could fix your item and Apple doesn't want you to do that. Right. <laughs> Right, what do you just want you to buy a new one. What, do you, what, that? what do you got next? What do I have next? Uh, so this one might be a little bit longer. We'll see. Uh, so basically, this is my next story is Unity changes fee structure, killing many independent developer incomes. Basically, uh, Unity has changed it changes its fee structure to charge up to 20 cents per install versus previously not charging a fee per install at all. You're wondering what Unity is and what I'm talking about. It's a popular 3D engine that a lot of developers use to build mostly video games. Uh, they do some other stuff, but it, it, I started, I actually used it a while ago working on something that was video game like anyways. <laughs> um, and I was thinking about going back and working on that project, but maybe I won't right now. Uh, but anyways, they, uh, before developers would you can actually download the you know development software for unity to build the games to play around you can download it for free to learn it and get used to it they would just like add what was essentially like an ad beforehand whenever your game would start to you know to advertise themselves um, but if you actually like were making money off of it you were you're supposed to sell it uh, or buy the, the developer software from them for I think it was like $1,500 or something. I don't, that might've been like the top tier one. Uh, so it was expensive, but you know, it was worth it for a lot of developers to do that. Uh, now you not only, I think you have to both pay for the development software and unity is charging, going to start charging for each install. doesn't sound like a lot, but if you 
have a lot of installs, I mean, 20 cents adds up pretty quickly. And on top of that, stuff like free and open source software basically isn't going to be able to handle that because, you know, free software, they're, where are they going to get the money to, to pay for each install if they're not charging a fee at all? So a lot of developers, a lot of Unity developers are very mad. Uh, I've added two article links to articles in the show notes. If you want to read more about it, there's a lot more information on what's going on. Uh, and one of the articles actually talks about some developers possibly getting together a class action lawsuit to go after them, although it's some question on whether or not they can do anything about it. But uh, yeah, they're pissing off a lot of people. But so Dave, what do you think? Do you have any, do you have any thoughts? I know this is not exactly your area of expertise. Well, yeah, I mean, they're charging when, and when you say per install, does that mean that that doesn't mean like you've installed the developer version. That means like somebody downloads your game running the unity engine and they install it. And then they, you get billed when that game phones home. Pretty much. Yes. That exact thing. So So their idea is they're basically killing all the free software developers because like if you're charging money for your app, like 20 cents is not that big of a deal. And I want to point out that this software, you can make uh, games for both, you know, desktop and phone, you know, your phones or whatever mobile device that you have. So, you know, mobile device, mobile games are usually a lot cheaper than the desktop ones, depending on what they are. Uh, but you know, you can still probably cover 20, 20 cents per install there. But, uh, yeah, it's still, it's, if you're doing free software though, what are you going to do? The, the thing about, um, most of the mobile games are like free to play too. So like, yeah. And it, probably takes you a minute to make 20 cents off of ads from the person playing the game. Because if you, yep. if you have the ads to the, you know, if the ads are like intrusive and annoying, nobody's going to play your game. And if they're sort of out of the way, people are going to be able to ignore them and you're, you know, they'll see them and you'll get, you know, a, I don't even know. I'd have to check my, uh, I have to check on my Google AdSense account to see like what kind of, what kind of bucks I'm rolling. And if somebody just sees the ad, I would, I would imagine it's some fraction of a penny. Um, yeah. So usually you get paid per like thousand impressions. Yeah. Yeah. Something like and then that. that. That may be a dollar. You know, yeah. Yeah. If you're in a, uh, if you're getting paid a lot. <laughs> yeah. I know like the, the, the last article I wrote that, you know, got, I don't even know at this point, several hundred thousand people have seen it wow. Well, on my website. Also Google amp is really, really screws that up too. Don't they? Um, um, and yeah. having to push everything to Substack so that a bunch of weirdo uh, I'm not going to even get into the kind of people I think are on Substack on this show. Um, <laughs> having to put it there means you don't get any ad revenue, but I'd have to look because I, I think off of hundreds of thousands, I don't think I made, I don't think I made a few bucks off of the impressions. Wow. I mean, people, this is why journalism is dead. People foolishly clicked some of the ads and I, you get some money on that. Yeah. And you actually, if they end up buying something after they click the ad, you, you get, you get a couple bucks off it usually, but yeah, yeah, this, this is bad. I don't know. They, I feel like, I feel like you should be able to, and this is again, you know, just, uh, I don't even know how, you know, this would probably be a pain in the ass to implement, but if you could like sign up and be like, I am an open source developer, here's the project I am working on. I do not yeah. charge for this project. I am happy to pay the one-time fee to purchase your software, 
But if we could maybe not do this per install, because then what happens if like an OS, like Ubuntu bundles your software? Yeah. Like, and then you're not, nobody's chosen to download it. You haven't, you know, you, (coughs) I suppose you could tell Ubuntu not to bundle your software, but then as a developer, why would you want Ubuntu not to bundle your software? But then maybe it's installed on a machine and nobody ever opens it. Yeah. But you're being charged for the install anyway. Yeah. What a mess. What a mess. Uh, It's mostly for 3D stuff and gaming, so it's not going to tend to be bundled with uh, operating systems. I don't think. I think they're. I don't. I don't. I don't know if anything bundled with any popular OS runs on Unity. But I know that Unity isn't just games. Right. I think that one of the more popular DAWs, digital audio workstations, is uh, Unity. Yeah. Well, it's also as. Not just 3D software. I, I did say 3D software, but you can do all sorts of different kinds of like animation and stuff with it, including 2D animation. So it makes sense for something that might need some visual aspect to it to use Unity uh, for that. Yeah, I, I, I want. God, is it Ableton? One of the really big like pieces of audio like production software is on uh, Unity as well. Yeah, and I think that's. Who knows why that's the case? I mean, there's a lot of graphical stuff going on in audio software. Yeah. But there may also be some pretty cool stuff on like the back end with the audio and, and whatnot that is useful to those kind of developers. I don't like the other thing is like once somebody pays that fifteen hundred bucks, do they also like if their game gets huge and they make a ton of money on it, are they also on the hook for more money from Unity for all the the the, the purchases I don't of the game? No. Um I don't know all the fee structures. I got the impression like $1,500 was like the top amount, but I think that's like a per developer fee, like per development, you know, install. So if your game gets really big and you have to hire a bunch of people, then you're paying more because you're paying per developer. But I don't think it's like you have to pay per how many times, how many people actually use it. Give or take. I don't, again, I don't know. I didn't look up the licensing structure that they have or, or how it's changed. Uh, I remember using when I was using it and like nobody was using my software. It wasn't released anyways. It was kind of a uh, proof of still in proof of concept phase. Like I didn't have to pay anything for it uh, and I could do pretty much what I wanted with it, Uh, but it wasn't released and it wasn't installed anywhere. Well, doesn't sound great. A lot of times though, these companies will do something like this and then it'll end up acting more as like a trial balloon or whatever and they'll be like ah oh, okay everybody's really pissed off at us maybe we yeah. shouldn't do this my question is are there any direct competitors for unity like there's the unreal I engine know. i didn't remember seeing anything that was like quite as good or uh quite the same but there are other things like unreal engine is a, another major 3d uh programming or 3d engine definitely uh, that a lot of people use uh, but I think that's like C C plus plus base as opposed to Unity, which was C sharp, and that may not make a lot of sense. <laughs> you probably know what I'm talking about, but to some of our listeners, it's uh, uh and viewers, it's they're very different languages. Uh, and like I would be more, even though I didn't use C sharp much, uh, you know, it's more in my wheelhouse of the type of development I do. So that's why I went to Unity instead of doing Unreal Engine. I mean, and in some ways, you know, a blender might be a competitor for it in some certain like 
but that's going to be in like niche ways because it's unreal yeah. engine also you can build a game and you can't build a game in blender you can build some assets for your game in blender yes you can't build the game out in blender so yeah. you know there's i there 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 may be ways in which the alternative for people would be a patchwork of different programs and then starting to move you know moving assets around and stuff starts to be a pain in the ass in that yeah in that well, i wonder if there'll be an open source version i've not i've yet to see a good open source 3d engine uh hk probably he's more on top of that sort of thing so maybe he knows but i mean uh, from my knowledge nothing was even close the closest thing to that would be blender and blender is not like really a 3d but it's engine. Not a, it's that's just, not a 3d engine modeling. that's yeah, it's just modeling yeah it's a rendering rendering software and it's more for making like videos and movies and yeah or just static images yeah you're not uh, which apparently it. you can do with unity but uh it's not the same <laughs> right and you're not you're not you're not gonna make a game in blender no no okay well that sucks i hope those people I give them what for or i don't know um yeah they, i mean they uh, if they would carve out some things for and there may be carve outs for educational use like because a lot of these companies do yeah. but if there was also carve outs for hey i'm using this for this open source project uh yeah there that would be if you could carve that out to where that thing calls home and it's like, oh, it's this project. This is an open source project because y you can't possibly tell me that Unity isn't that there is not a bunch of open source software that's like been, you know, leveraged in the creation of, of Unity. So it would be nice, you know, maybe they should uh, have a little consideration on the other side of that. Yeah. Anyway, I guess it's my turn. Um, I have two yep. stories. One of them, one of them funnier than the other. Um first one's the funnier one actually uh seen our 80 million dollar aircraft uh the answer now is yes someone found it that that has oh, been good. found um i was hoping an alien took it but that that wasn't the thing so sunday september 17th an f-35b went missing after what was referred to as a mishap which is a funny way to refer <laughs> to your 80 million dollar jet disappearing the pilot ejected and uh, as of the time of the article i was reading uh, was thought to be in the hospital but no reason to believe the pilot's not going to be fine. This happened near Lake Moultrie and Lake Marion. Uh, so, so at the time of reading this, I was like, ah, oh, that plane's probably underwater. Uh, the public was asked for help via Twitter, which is why this everybody started making fun of this. And uh, usually the transponder would be uh, used to locate the aircraft, but the transponder was not working. Or they were oh. unable to receive a signal from it. <laughs> Did you uh, hear anything about this story, Matt? I heard about it. I uh, was not following it closely. Um, they said something about the pilot ejected, but the plane, like or jet, kept going or something. And they it seemed like they thought it didn't crash per se, uh, or <laughs> like had a hard landing. But it would make sense if it went into the water <laughs> and just and disappeared. Also, I thought the F thirty five was like a billion dollar plane. Oh, um, individually, I think. I think uh I think this is uh, the. I think the B. I think the B is like a training version of the plane. Oh, okay. So I don't know the exact because it was on a training mission. I think that it's like. I think this is a. a, a we'll call it, and I could just be wrong here. Um. So if you know if I'm wrong, leave the uh leave leave some information in the comments. Maybe the article got it wrong and it's an eight hundred million dollar plane. Maybe they maybe they dropped a zero. Um. But my understanding yeah. is that the combat ready one is more expensive to produce because it's yeah 
not the training Wondering, version. Either I'm wildly off or they dropped to zero because I, I really thought it was like a billion dollars a piece because that was like a whole debacle of them just buying the planes to begin with because they don't really use them for anything. Uh, that kind of, that style of war just doesn't happen anymore. Now we're doing like these super cheap drones. But yeah, uh, I heard about it. Um, do they have any idea like what happened or they just, um, not I mean, talk about it right before we recorded this. I saw that the, uh, I saw an article saying that they found a debris field that they're pretty sure is the plane. Oh, okay. So this is like, mind. like right before I like reset the computer to do the podcast. Is right. I, I saw an article about it, so I didn't get much of a chance. I am trying to figure out here what the difference between the F 35 a and the F 35 B is, but it's, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna really worry worry about it but i do i think the b oh b's slower it's considerably slower i mean well i don't know it takes 18 more seconds to accelerate from uh mach 0.8 to mach 1.2 i don't know if you'd call that slow <laughs> probably still if you okay. got dro- if you got dropped in that thing as a passenger it'd probably still make you maybe piss your pants or something but yeah yeah, I think it, I think the B is the I think they use it for training and stuff. So maybe it just has you know less less of everything. But I yeah. I, I I agree with you, or I, I have the same recollection that I don't think eighty million was the number on the plane. It could also be the manufacturing cost has come down since. That's true. Um, they've built a, bunch, a number of them, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, that, I don't know. I don't know <clears throat> if they think the plane kept flying. I wonder why the maybe the pilot ejected because he accelerated from Mach 8, Mach 0.8 to Mach 1.2 and was like, nope, 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 <laughs> nope, let's get out of here. No flying Doubt planes that, for but... me. <laughs> That's not funny, though. I mean, the guy was, he, he's in the hospital, so clearly he was injured and stuff, so yeah, yeah it's not funny. Well, well, that's the thing. You can get injured from ejecting, like purely yeah. from the ejection process, not from hard uh, landing. anything or... that happens in the plane itself. Well, or there are, there are many points where you ejecting for, yeah ejecting from a fighter jet is a uh, it's not the typical way to get out. Yes, <laughs> so it is it is a violent process. Absolutely, so to put to it in perspective, like the first thing they usually have to do is when they eject the seat and them go through the canopy of the uh, plane that that doesn't get like blown off first because it that would take too much time. So they eject the, everything through the canopy of the plane so that the glass shell. They're, they're going through and that's where a lot of them get injured initially. And then of course landing, even though they're parachuting, like landing is problem can be problematic, especially if you were injured on your way out of the plane. Yes. Well, we'll find out more about this. I was just, I was really hoping, well, that an alien took it. Hmm? I was really hoping an alien took it. Oh, (laughs) I mean, I didn't think that was true, but I mean, you know, world's a crazy place. World's a crazy place. Yeah. So I'm going to move on to my next story here, and it's just what if um, what if everybody on Twitter was a blue check? This article is from Platformer. There's a lot of stuff in this article, but the most interesting thing I found in this article was that uh, during a live stream meeting with a uh, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, Musk said that uh, he might just make everyone pay for Twitter, which would be to prevent bots. With them, I don't know why he would talk about this with the head of state of some country, but. Uh, and then there was a whole bunch of other weird stuff going on about Twitter and people being fired again and then asked to come back to their job. 
like happened before. There's stuff about stuff about the uh, severance pay still not going out. This is a pretty comprehensive article by Casey Newton over there at Platformer, and I um, couldn't possibly go over all of it. But uh, Platformer is an essential read if you're sort of interested in the uh, intersection of uh, culture and uh, technology. Matt, I know you're not even on uh, X, but if he makes everybody pay for it, would you be inclined to join just to pay for it? I would be interested in in watching it, but like if it was anybody but Elon Musk, like asking the you know that people pay for Twitter, I would think that maybe that would be an advantage. Uh, but the way Elon Musk has been running X, uh, he he seems to be supporting the people who are causing the problems on <laughs> or the issue on on X, not the ones that are making the place better. So, but there there's evidence to suggest if you pay for stuff, you know, platforms that are paid to paid for entry tend to be better, uh, and and people tend to like them more, less bad people on there. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say something else. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of talk uh, under the previous um, management of Twitter of just something like f- even just two bucks a month, right? Just one ninety nine yeah. a month. Just, and, and that, and to not make, and to not like not restrict it, except that if you don't pay, you can't post, you could have a read only account and you can follow people, but yeah. to post, you have to just pay two bucks a month. That was a suggestion that I kind of liked. And but that's again, we're sort of, you know, me saying I like it is sort of speaking from a position of privilege because there are things that have happened on Twitter, uh, like the Arab Spring that happened on Twitter. And, uh, you know, Good point. and some of those people, I don't know if they, they don't have two bucks a month, but they may have that night out, might not, they might be unbanked, right? Yeah. Uh, because the regime unbanks them if they're activists yeah. or, you know, the, uh, there's other things like a, um, a regime could stop payments to Twitter, thus basically banning people from using it, right? Like not allow the banks to process the payments, which would be a way to kind of block people from posting on there without really blocking them from posting on there. So even yeah. just putting that friction in there, you know, for, for you and me, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but you start to think about like the situations elsewhere in the world and the, some of the more positive ways that uh, Twitter and other social media have been used over the years. And paywalling it, I think, prevents that. It also sort of forces uh, marginalized groups to give Twitter their government name. People, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Sex workers, uh, queer folks, that kind of stuff. And I think that's bad, too. I don't really care. If Elon Musk goes ahead and makes that read only, if you don't pay him the eight bucks a month, I guess I'm just reading Twitter. Yeah, well, I mean, you talk about the you know marginalized people and people who are you know, maybe trying to overthrow their local government or something. Uh, but I feel like those people are not on Twitter anymore because of all the BS that's happening on, on X now X anyways, or they, but you kind of assume if they start charging money, like requiring you to pay money to be on there, they're going to lose like 90% of their users overnight. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of people, while they may still be on Twitter, if they were uh, doing anything, let's say subversive, they might tend not to do it openly on Twitter anymore, all things considered. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, if there were mass protests in the United States again for 
you know, over police brutality or any other uh, such issue, I would really, really, you know, be telling people, Hey, uh, don't do your organizing here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where to tell you to do it, but, uh, do it all over a video ninja call. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I think he's just saying it though. He's just said this a bunch of times. I don't even know why the, why would he, why would he tell that? Like, or is, is Benjamin, yeah, is Benjamin now? Yeah. He's still the, the prime minister over there. Um, but why would he tell any head of state that he planned on charging people for Twitter? Like, why, why, why do they care? Like, don't know. What a, what a dumb thing. Anyway, I'm, I'm sort of hoping now I'm sort of hoping for like, like an inflection point to happen with this company where the service just goes down for four or five days. Yeah. Um, I have a few blue sky invites, by the way, everybody, if you need them. Also, Mastodon is great. I should use Mastodon more, but I, I still, I still try to post every day or okay, that's, I'm lying. I try to post every week <laughs> and, um, yeah. and I try to read a little bit of it and stuff. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to go. I don't know what's going to go on here, but it, he can't possibly do this because he, he, the article also said that he was telling advertisers that users were coming back. But there was no evidence that, well, that users yeah. are coming back. So it's like, well, you know, you're telling the advertisers one thing and then you're telling the prime minister of a country something else. He, and oh, he's, an not even the, he's not even the CEO anymore. He's the CTO. He's the chief technical oh. officer. He hired the <laughs> former MSN or former NBC. Uh, uh, was it an executive from NBC, a former NBC executive to go try to repair, um, you know, the relationship with the advertisers. So he's not even that. What's the CTO doing talking to the head of state of another country about like, about like the, yeah. the, 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 the revenue of a company? Like what is going on? Do you, do you know if he's president of the board though? Oh, I think he's probably, uh, he's probably still president chair or president of the board of, uh, yeah. Directors. Yeah. You're probably right. That's probably why. So it's probably the, the, he doesn't know that, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, Twitter was kind of a mess before, but it was like kind of a fun mess and they were yeah, doing their right. best to like, try to be fair and try to like stop the worst impulses of humanity on there. They weren't always good at it, but there were people there who were, they were trying and we there got people to, we got putting to meet up the good fight, right? <laughs> we, we got to meet some of them as Elon Musk fired them and they went on TV well, yeah. interviews to talk <laughs> about it. Some of them seemed lovely. So yeah, I don't know what's going to, I don't know what's going to go on with Twitter. Um, we'll see. I, I, I think what we're going to be covering one day is going to be mass outages of the service. It'll, and it won't like be something where <clears throat> they didn't, they didn't maintain the data center. I think it'll be something where he didn't pay the data center. Yeah. And, and then he'll try to get in a big fight with them on Twitter and he can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I, I guess I'll read us out. I haven't read us out in a few weeks. I don't think, um, Good. that's been our tech show. It's how the tech are you? We do this show. Uh, we record it Mondays. Uh, we don't broadcast it live because we, because it's my day off. Um, <clears throat> check out our other shows. You can find all our stuff at echoplexmedia.com. You can watch us live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. And at our website, echoplexmedia.com, click that support tab. If you like what you're seeing here, there's a bunch of different ways to support us. My favorite is the merch. I like this hat. Have a great tech and week.